Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, um, along with Christopher Herzog, as always, who will be joining us in the second hour. Um, What's today? Monday. Okay. And the days seem to run together off and on. Um, which is really unfair because today was like my, la- my the last day that my four kids will go to school. And so when I get up early in the morning and um, head out the door to go to work, I can know that they'll be sitting around my house playing video games all day long. <laughs> it's good to be children. Um, you know, that reminds me. Okay, I guess that was in the right direction. I was thinking about saying something earlier before the broadcast started, and I wasn't quite sure about it. Now that I said that, I guess I will. Um, so, um, last night we were talking about like movie quotes and stuff like that, and um, and how quotes and movies can remind you so much of real life. And um, you know, one thing I noticed is that um, I have a Facebook account, which I don't really get on that much anymore, like I used to a long time ago. Um, But I noticed with my Facebook account is watching all my friends who some of friends I've actually found through Facebook, people who I haven't, who I've known for 20, 30 years or more. Um, And, you know, it's, it's surprising looking at people because one thing I was just sitting here and I realized, you know, people get old. (laughs) <laughs> All of us do. Um, I remember a long time ago, I had run across a friend I hadn't seen since high school. And they were so completely different. And I asked them, like, what happened? And they're like, well, I grew up. And, you know, it's I thought that was funny that we all get old. We all grow up. The days and the months just pass by. The years pass by. And you look up and it's been 10 years. If you're one of our younger listeners, um, that seems like a long time. But when you get um, on up in age and hopefully in wisdom, those 10 years fly by so quickly. Um, An entire decade of your life can just pass in the blink of an eye. And, you know, it's an entire decade you never get back. But at the same time, through our experiences and through our walk with the Lord, we gained insight into his workings in our life and his character and his integrity and we learned to trust him in everything and you know the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose which we all are because we're all called through Christ Jesus not of our own works but because of his grace and mercy in our lives so anyway so I noticed that people get really old and looking at some people, even in high school, um, who I knew, noticing they're completely different. They're like old people now. And and I'm getting on up there in years, too. And, you know, yesterday was a really long day um, dealing with, I mean, I have court cases and friends. I have lots of friends with issues. I don't actually, I'm blessed by the Lord incredibly that, a lot of issues that I counsel people over I haven't had to face yet and Lord willing I'll never have to face them but dealing with um, so I've been dealing with counseling friends of mine on different issues and seeing 
a lot of my friends who are struggling in a lot of different areas, whether it's like relationship areas or financial areas and or whether it's work or not or the or not even having a job to go to to have trouble with um and you know this life can really wear you down um and you know it's like this quote i put on my facebook um that one of our listeners rosemary commented on but i put this quote from lord of the rings which um in the beginning of one of the movies bilbo Baggins is talking to Gandalf the wizard and he says I'm old I know I don't look it but I'm I'm beginning to feel it in my heart I feel thin sort of stretched like butter scraped over too much bread you know and we all at times get that we all at times have to go through five million things that like like literally it feels like at times we're being torn in a million different directions and our emotions are going a, a five million miles an hour in five million different directions that we never really have a time to just like calm down and rest. And, you know, there's the verse in the Bible that says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And, you know, the um, they shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. And you know we talked about grace last night and the grace of the Lord, which allows us to have the strength when we don't have it on our own to carry on and to go through so many things in life that we have to go through. Um, but what does it really mean to wait upon the Lord? Um, and I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, to me, I've been in a place in my relationship of, in my relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, a side comment, um, or a a quick tangent is, you know, in my Bible, I have all these different, like, things I've written all over, and in the front cover, I have all these little quotes that I've heard over the years, and, you know... I was reading one of them, and it said, "My, because um, in the days in the days we live in, it's easy for people to be deceived by the enemy into believing one thing or another that's not based on scripture." But um, this quote I put in there a long time ago that said, "My protection from deception is my intimacy with God, and not my fear of being deceived." And then there's another one that says. You will get your vision when you want the vision as bad as you want your last breath of air. And it's true. Um, You know, sometimes we, um, my five-year-old, whines a lot and she pouts a lot. She always wants something she can't have. Um, Just before the broadcast, me and my wife took her to the store, which could have been a mistake. Um, to buy groceries and you know a house with six people um, it's a lot of groceries and like and so like every five minutes it's like no you can't have that no we're just getting groceries no you can't have that not that either or that or that Um, you can have this nope no not that and you know the more I have this young five-year-old in my life um, the more I'm realizing how much I'm just like her with the Lord and looking at my children's lives and how they interact with me 
and their desires. I notice a similarity, a striking similarity between them and me and my own walk with the Lord. How we as children of God are constantly seeking and asking and wanting. And our, our, our attention is so easily moved from one direction to the other where we'll be focused on one aspect or one direction and all of a sudden it's like, look, there's a cat. And you, and our directions get turned so quickly. When, you know, it's like the, the story I always tell about Paul, I mean, about Peter walking on the water to the Lord. He has focus and then he turns his head and next thing you know, his focus isn't on the Lord Jesus and he starts to sink and fall. And it wasn't until he put his eyes back on the Lord um, that the Lord actually was able to deliver him from the um, depths of despair, if you will, when him, with him sinking. Because you know the Lord's always going to be there to deliver us. Um, which reminds me, we're going to go on another tangent. You know the story of the Wizard of Oz? It's like um, probably the perfect Christian story or the Christian analogy about the Christian life. Because um, there's Dorothy and the Scarecrow and um, the Tin Man and the Lion, and they all need something from the wizard. There's all they all have a need, and they know that the only place they can get it is from the wizard. And so they start off in this long journey, and they're told follow the yellow brick road, and they have five million little like munchkins walking around telling them over and over again, you know, just like the Bible tells us, follow the yellow brick road, stay on the road, don't get off the road. Stay on the road, just like the father said in the beginning. Um, the book of the law, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. And he said, "Do not turn to the right nor to the left." Over and over again, the father reminds us of those things. And so, you know, Dorothy and these other um, members are like walking on this road going to the see the wizard and they know it's like right down the road. All they have to do is keep following the road. And then all of a sudden it's like, look, there's flowers. Let's go off into the field and let's go look at the flowers. And cause all of a sudden the flowers became more important to them um, in the immediate sense than the glory and the answer to their prayers that awaited them when they actually finally got to the wizard. And so, um, just like the children of Israel, they made a detour, which caused a distraction. And they had to go through something they probably wouldn't have had to go through if they would have stayed on the stupid road. Um, but, you know, that's the Christian life. That's what we're like. We're children, um, in a sense. And, you know, the Bible even declares that we should be like children. Because um, though my five-year-old, um, to me, is the most beautiful girl in the world, the happiest, most joyful child I've ever seen in my life, um, She's also the most spoiled kid um, I've ever met in my life, which is mostly my fault, my wife would tell you. But, you know, she has such simple faith and such a simple outlook on life that she's just happy. Um, she has moments where she has tantrums and she wants things that she can't have, but in general, her outlook is happy. And she knows that if I'm cross with her or if she's done something wrong, she can just wait for me to calm down or wait for me to um, give her permission and then everything's fine. And, you know, she knows that um, if she waits long enough for me, then if she's too tired or do something, she knows I'll actually pick her up and carry her wherever she needs to go. 
and you know, in our own lives with the Lord. And this probably doesn't go very good together, but some, but I'm gonna throw it all out there anyway, and just take it, and whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, I've gotten to this place in my walk with the Lord that it's almost second nature just to trust Him, knowing that I don't understand 90% of the things that I probably should. Um, not, and then there's so many things I'll never understand about the Lord until I see him for the first time, and then I have eternity to learn the rest of it. But, you know, I've learned that there's a million things that are out of my control um, in all of our lives. There's things that you can change, and there's things you can't change. And the things that you can change, you do your best to be obedient to the Lord in those areas. And then the things you can't change, you fall upon the mercy of the cross and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to do those things which we are completely unable to do. Um, the anointing, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, the very character and um, personality of God and the glory that rests upon our lives through the Lord Jesus Christ is not because of our own doing. It's not because of our own merit or our own actions. It's because of the grace of the Lord. And, you know, when it talks about waiting upon the Lord, you know, sometimes... It doesn't mean waiting as far as having to do anything. Um, sometimes it means coming to a place of simple trust, knowing who he is. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, Be still and know that I am God. And, you know, there's something about being still and pushing away all the desires, all the cares, all the worries, all the fears, and coming to a place of just sitting still before him in complete amazement and wonder and awe of who he is so that your mind goes back to the place of understanding who he is and how that relates to your own life, knowing that he's never lied to you, knowing of all the things that he's already delivered you from, all the victories, all the conquests that the Lord has made in and through your life, all the times where it could have been a lot worse than it was, but the Lord was there with his righteous right hand to uphold you by his strength and to set your feet upon a rock so that you wouldn't be made to stumble. And so, you know, sometimes we just have to sit still and just bask in his presence and bask in his glory um, to renew our strength through his presence. Um, by the way, our call number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, um, all our lines are open. Um, this is Prayer International Radio. Um, not really sure where the Holy Spirit's going to go with this tonight, um, like always, and so we just trust Him for everything. Um, but you know, um, a million words I can say, um, will never come close to comparing what he can say for himself. And so um, we're going to take a really quick break um, just as we wait upon him. And we'll be back in just a minute. Father, listen to our earnest prayer. 
habitation, this place tonight. Resting. A holy habitation, a sanctuary for you tonight, Lord. Resting. Delight yourself, delight yourself in the songs we sing. Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. And we are going to go to the phone lines, and we have Anthony. Hey, Anthony, are you there? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, are we still on the same topic about... Um on the topic we were on uh, last week about um, listening to God? Yes, we're always on that topic. All right. Well, I experienced something at church. Um, I live in, I live here in Garland, but I go to church in uh, Rockwall, and um, we had a, um, a sermon, and it was about answering God's call. And, um, you know, and in doing that, also... Uh, Answering God's call, but also um, wanting more of God. And uh, we were just, you know, praying and reading the sermon and everything. And um, uh, the pastor was talking about that stuff. And, and uh, we were, you know, we had a, a, an altar call. And the, um, people were asking, you know, what, um, what, what, what do you want, or how, you know, how should we answer the call of God? 
Um, and I wanted to be used more. You know, I um I was I just, just started going. I was I did was safe for a while and just started going to church. Um, I was raised Catholic, and um, it's just it was just very very different. It wasn't the same. You know, um, uh, for myself, you know, I can't speak for others, but for myself, I felt that um, and um, and being a Christian was very different in the fact of you had a relationship with God. It was you and God. It wasn't it wasn't like a a whole body thing, you know, you know, you know, God said, you know, we're two or more gathered, his presence is there, but I always felt this, um, this, this, you know, it, it, it wasn't the same closeness as I, I have now that when I was, right. when I grew up, grew up in the church. Right. Um, right. And, and I remember leaving church, you know, and, and you know, the pastor asked, you know, whoever wants more God and, once God, you know, in his life and everything, you know, raise your hand. And I remember raising my hand, and I remember, you know, just, um, just I remember leaving church feeling this, uh, this fullness, you know. Um, and as I was leaving, I was leaving the church, and I was heading to work. Um, and I saw uh, somebody walking on the street, and um, I said, "Man, that's just, um, that's just a bum walking the street." And as soon as I uttered those words. Um, I felt like um, I felt like I, I a fire got I got, I got hit with a fire on my mouth, and I felt and I heard heard God say, um, "He's not a bum, he's my son, he's my child," and he said, and, you know, God said, "You were just in there saying, proclaiming that you won't warn me and you want me to use you." Um, that's my son, you know, and I was like, I flipped out, you know. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember turning back and going back, and I, um, I, you know, I went and I stopped and asked the gentleman, you know, hey, you know, where are you going? And he was, um, he was going to, uh, to Terrell. And, um, you know, little did I know, you know, that was, um, you know, that was what God was going to use me. Um, you know, I just started talking to him, asking him how he was doing, where he was from. Um, he was actually actually seeking employment, and he was traveling to Terrell to find a job. And we just started talking about God, and um, and it was, was really weird because I've never. I mean, you don't you don't plan just to pick somebody off the street, you know. But I don't. I didn't know what it was. I just you know I what I I felt that presence of God telling me, hey, go back, you know, go back. And I went and I spoke to the gentleman. And started talking to him about God, asking him if he was saved, and um, conversation really, uh, it really helped me because it took me out of my comfort zone because, you know, I mean, nobody knows what could have happened that right then and there in that moment. And I remember going back to church on Monday because we had a prayer on Monday in the morning and uh, going and um, telling my story, and everybody was just flipping out. They're like, they're like, dude, you could have, you could have been stabbed, he could have killed you, he could have stole your car. I said, yeah, but the funny thing is, is that I said I didn't, I didn't have any of those feelings. I had a peace, and I mean, you know, with God's presence there, it's just you feel this peace and this comfort. You know, it's, it's because you know, um, and doing what God asks you to do or tells you to do, um, it's just you have this comfort. It's not anything that you're worried about. You know. Right, I do. And um. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just you know I was just going to share with um, the people you know listening that you know that um, that take a um, 
don't be afraid to do something that you've never done before because you never you, you don't know the outcome. You don't know what what God's plans are. You know, it could be something Amen. that changes your life, for your life. Amen. You know, it's funny you say that, Anthony, because I've always had this weird, weird opinion, and most of my opinions are pretty strange to most people. But you know, um, when it comes to like us being bold, and we, we we talk a lot on this broadcast about having our 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 actions line up with the faith we claim that we actually have in Him, and having our actions line up with the words that we talk about, because we wait a lot of times, um, far too many Christians we talk but we don't have a walk to back it up, like it says we should in James. And, you yeah. know, um, when it comes to healing and talking to those people who um, aren't in our comfort zone and actually reaching out and doing those things that the Bible proclaims that we're supposed to be doing anyway, you know, I, I like it's like with healing. I've always had this feeling that, um, like, 70 to 80%, like 20% of the Christians out there won't pray for someone because they're afraid that nothing will happen. And then the other 80% won't pray for people because they're afraid something will. Because the very fact of knowing that God may do something freaks them out more than him not doing anything. But, you know, in the Bible, if you go through, like, the Old Testament and even the New Testament, the ones that God called are the ones who were ready and the ones who said they were willing. Um, yeah, I know far too many ministers, amazing men and women of God who've led amazing lives for him, who've all said that their the, the ministry they have in their lives wasn't originally theirs. They belonged to someone else who turned the Lord down because they weren't ready to go and they weren't ready to take that step of faith and actually do those things that other people won't do, which is the difference. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the first step in hearing the voice of God is actually doing exactly what you did. Realizing that when the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, it means that sometimes we actually think alike as him. Sometimes it gives us those small, small nudges and those that still small voice that it gives us that where the Holy Spirit's actually leading us in a certain direction. And you never know what's going to happen when you actually take that step. Um, like um, Stephen, uh, Stephen talking to the um, to the eunuch on the road and the chariot and the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's not like God was like talking to him in a big loud audible voice but it was that yeah. small nudge of the holy spirit that said go overtake that chariot and then watch what happens and you know the lord will use anybody it says his eyes are running to and fro seeking in whom he may show himself strong and it's those men and women of god who are willing to stand up and proclaim the word of god with boldness despite what the circumstances tell them because when you start getting, you start taking those small steps of faith, you better watch out because what's going to happen is going to become addicting to take steps of faith. Yeah, and, and you know, and honestly, yeah, honestly, because that happened, and I remember um, just like feeling, you know, just feeling um, like hungry. And I remember that year I took my, I went on my first mission trip. I actually went um, back to back. I went to one in Peru, and then I went to one in Mexico, and it's just I was. So I was so hungry, man. I was so, um, you know, like, then I was able to go, and right now I'm just uh, financially not, you know, um, not stable right now, you know, to go out, you know, and um, and do mission work right now. But I honestly, I love it because you go with the mindset that you're going to do this and you're going to do that. This is what you plan to do, and God totally messes everything up and um, in, in a good way, you know, and in a bad way. He goes in and messes everything up and says, okay. This is what you want, and it just changes everything. And it's just, it's mind blowing that you know us. You know, we think we're just you know this big huge person, and 
and um and we got this and we got that and God's like I'm sorry you know you came to mission and, um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change everything because I, I remember on my trip to Peru it was it was really crazy for me because I've never been uh, as a and as a Catholic we never I've, I've never never really went to many mission trips I've never it was just Sunday go to church and then Monday Monday through Saturday just I just live my life you know um. And uh, I went to Peru, and it was my first trip. I was my first time ever going on an airplane, and God help me, I was so scared. I was flipping out on the way there. I, my seat was like right next to the jet. I was totally flipping out. I was like, Oh my God, what if I die? And then we said, Hey, what if you die? You know, you you go, uh, you die. You're going, uh, you're going to do God's work. And I'm just like, Funny, that's not funny, you know. But it was really, it was just a, um, a, a really poignant moment in my life where um, uh, it it just I was throwing it upside down, you know, and I mean, and it was at the time I looked at it and I was like, man, that was crazy. And I think about it now, and um, I loved it, you know. I loved the, um, it was like an adventure, you know. It was an adventure that you know wasn't planned. It was just we're gonna go and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. And that totally just messed me up, you know. And it, it was awesome, you know. I, I, I mean, I love it. It's something that um, I would love to continue to do. It's just. It's awesome what God what God does, you know, once once you say, Okay, God, you know, use me, you know. And I mean, even to this day I uh I you know, I think God, you know, uh, you know, like I I have a you know, I've a I was straight from the church, you know, I still go to church and you know, on Sunday and everything, but I'm not there like I used I I used to be there three, four times a week. And it's just now, you know, it's just the economy and everything and um I you know, I just I was. I want to be. I want to be used. You know, like you know. I want to have that. Um, that fire I had when I first. Um, when I first. When I first started coming to church, and um, uh-huh. I just. I, you know, I. I don't feel that. Um, that fire like I had. You know what I mean? Right. I do. Um, how old are you, if I can ask? Um, I am twenty six. Oh my gosh, you're so young. Um, that that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'm Okay, well, you know, one thing I wanted to say first, I want us to pray for you real fast in a minute, but, you know, one thing I wanted to say, because um, I, I have friends, a lot of uh, ministers all over the world who constantly send me their worries and fears about, like, one disaster, or this is coming, this is coming, or, like, don't go there, don't go to that mission trip because you could die or whatever, and, you know... That's um, the devil right there. That's the devil right there trying to, trying to I mean, right. if, if anything... We should we should go stand in faith and say okay you know um, if, if this is this is God's will this is God's will and, you know we can't let circumstances around us define us who we are or say what we can and can't do I mean look at God you know I mean you know I'm not saying that we are God but God is in us you know and if God Amen. can go and do everything He did and He is in us then we can do God's work. That's what we're called yeah, to do. that's what Jesus said. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And you know, you know, I, I had some friends recently who they went on a mass journey through Pakistan and India and um, Iran, all these places that you're not supposed to go and preach the gospel. But that's exactly the places they wanted to go. You know, you know, as far as I'm concerned, until you get to the point that someone's holding a gun to your head. For your for you because you're professing the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you haven't been in a place yet that the Lord can actually deliver you. Because until you get that place, you don't get the opportunity to see how He's going to deliver you from that situation too. 
And, you know, Paul was brought to death over and over again, and the Lord always delivered him. He delivered the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to deliver us. And, you know, and like um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, you know, um, even if you throw us in the fiery furnace, we know that the Lord will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, we still won't serve you. And, you know, it's it's fine. It's about time that we have a generation of people rising up who are, who are willing to declare that they don't really care what the enemy does to them. They're going to be bold enough with every last breath that they have inside of them that they're going to preach the Lord Jesus Christ because there's someone out there who needs to get saved. And there's someone out there that needs the Lord, and there's no one else to tell them. And, you know, if it's you, Anthony, out there, then the Lord's going to use you because he's going to use the person who's making themselves available to him. So, um, you know, we have a big um, following of ministers and amazing um, men and women of God who are listening and some amazing intercessors. And so I want us to pray for Anthony real fast, y'all. So, um, oh, Father God, your word declares that we were we're supposed to pray that you would send laborers out into your harvest, Father. And it looks like one just called our show. So, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Father, we ask that you would fill Anthony, Lord, with wisdom and discernment, Father, that you would give him, Father, a prophetic gift, Father. You would give him an evangelistic gift, Father. You would grant him boldness by your Holy Spirit to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, that you would burn a fire inside of him, Father, a fire for your word, Lord, that you would burn a hunger and a passion and a thirst for your word, Father, and for your presence, Lord, that he will not be able to rest unless he is in your presence, Father. And above all, Lord, that we ask that you would burn a a compassion in him like Jesus had, who said that he saw the multitude and, and saw that they were a sheep without a shepherd, and he had compassion on them. Father, and so we ask that you would give Anthony the same compassion of Christ Jesus, Father, to the people of this world, Father. Lord, right now, even in the name of in the name of your Son Jesus Christ, Father, even right now, you would begin to line up the finances, Father, to bless him, Father. Father, that from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, he would be anointed with your spirit, Father, that he will be blessed coming in and going out, Father, that the blessing would overtake him, Father, the prosperity and the finances, Father, would overtake him, Father, Lord, that you would provide the means and you would provide the ways, Father, you would provide the divine resources and the divine connections, Father, to call him out to go into the harvest field and go into the missions field and those places where he can proclaim your word to the nations, Father, being an ambassador of reconciliation for you unto this nation, Lord, and into every corner of the earth, Father. So, Lord, we pray that you would establish him in your word, Father, that he would be rooted and grounded in your truth, Father, that he would begin to burn inside with your words, Father, that he would boldly be able to proclaim your word, Father. Lord, that you would stir in, uh, stir up in him the prophetic gifts, Father. You would stir up him the gifts of miracles, Father, and a gift of faith, Lord. Father, that you would give him boldness, Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would meet every one of his needs right now, Lord, that you would give him clear insight and clear direction, Father. Lord, he is desiring to hear your voice, Father, in a deeper way. So, Father, we ask for just that, Lord, that you would open up his spiritual ears, Father, open up his spiritual eyes, Lord, that he can start and begin to see in the spiritual realm, Father, that he can begin to understand with discernment, Father, those things that you have freely placed in his in His resources father for you said that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in christ father so i ask lord that you would begin to reveal to him your mysteries father lord that you would begin to reveal to anthony your heart father 
Lord, that you would reveal to him your heart for him, Father, and your heart for this world, Lord, that he would become your mouthpiece, Father, into the world, Father. Lord, that you would lead him and direct him. Your word declares that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord, Father. You say a man will plan his ways, but the Lord will direct his steps, Father. So, Father, we ask right now, Lord, in your name, Father, that you would begin to shape and mold this young man's life for your purpose, Lord. That, Father, from glory to glory, he would be transformed into the image of Christ Jesus, Father. Lord, and we give you all the glory and the honor for what you are doing in his life, Father, and for the multitudes and multitudes and multitudes of salvation that are going to come because of this young man preaching your word, Lord, and to the nations, Father. And so we ask that you would draw him deeper into your presence, Jesus. Father, just bring him into a season, Father. Bring him into a time of refreshing, Lord. Bring him into a time of intimacy before you, Lord, that he can come into you and hear your voice, Father, before you send him out to do mass evangelisms and mass crusades and everything else that you have planned and purposed for his life, Father. Lord, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint him, Father, with a mantle of intercession, Father. You would anoint him with your mantle, Father, of wisdom and discernment, Lord, and words of knowledge, Father, that you would anoint him with a mantle, Father. Give him words of knowledge, Lord, that you would clearly speak to him, Father. Father, that he would hear your voice as he hears his best friend, Father. Jesus, we thank you. Be glorified, Father. Be glorified in him, Jesus. Be glorified in him. Amen. Um, Amen. Amen. Well, I am so glad you called us tonight um, because, you know, it it, it definitely reminds all of us because, you know, when you start off on this path with the Lord, all of us have been through it where you start off on fire for the Lord, completely consumed with your passion and your love for him. And then over time, those things can start to fade, which is why Jesus said to the churches in Revelation, he said, you know, you started to, people started to lose track of their first love. And, you know, the one thing I can always say to you is that, 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 that hunger that you feel and that passion that you want, that you have for the Lord, the very fact that you want that is actually the sign of the fact that you already have it. And, you know, keep seeking his face and keep drawing near to him. And keep going toward him and running as fast as you can. And don't listen to what anybody else tells you about what is possible with God. Because the limit on your relationship with God and how close you can get is only limited by how much time you're willing to spend with him and be on your face in front of him. You know, someone told me once a long time ago, he said, if you want to talk to men about God, the first thing you have to do is go talk to God about men. And then what's going to happen, Anthony, is you're going to turn out and you're going to be like Abraham who stood before God on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah and stood in front of God's face, interceding on the behalf of the people. And you're going to be like Jesus, who was interceding on behalf of us. And you're taking up after the Lord Jesus Christ, who it says is always living to make intercession for us. And, you know, the Lord is going to start revealing things to you and start revealing his plans and purposes in your life. And, you know, the tenderness you have from him, that's the most important thing that you'll ever have <clears throat> is your very is your very desire to seek after him. And that is what will establish you in the world. And, and that's what's going to create a lasting name for you upon this earth. It's not your own works. It's your relationship with the Lord. And it's through that relationship with the Lord that the presence of God will start being manifested in your life. And that presence of the Lord will 
start affecting the lives of every single person you come in contact with. And it won't have anything to do with what you've done, but it'll have everything to do with the person that you have a relationship with, which is Jesus Christ. So um, we're going to need to take a quick break real fast. Um, This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We will take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Um, so Chris will be joining us in just a few seconds. Um, and so first hour we had um, Anthony on the line, um, amazing man of God. So all of y'all keep him in your prayers. Um, you know, it's um, amazing to see men and women who are completely... Um, Consumed with their passion for the Lord, with the desire to seek after Him, um, that that's the one thing that they ask for is to be in His presence and to hear His voice. You know, um, Solomon um, had a dream, and the Lord asked him what he wanted, and he asked for wisdom. And so the Lord gave him more wisdom than any man who had ever lived or ever would live. And, you know, now we have young men and women of God um, and men like Anthony who are asking to hear the voice of the Father. And I can't even imagine how much the Lord is really going to um, bless that and how much he's going to deliver on that. Um, Because in reality, that's the one thing that there's no limit of is how much we can hear his voice if we're willing to seek him. So um, we're going to go on a our last break of the hour, um, put our, um, theme song on for the second half of the show. It's called we speak to nations. Um, and you know, we play this song every night before Chris comes on because it's in a way it's almost like part of the theme for, um, everything we do is declaring, um, the voice of the Lord in truth, um, to the nations that are listening. Um, Because, um, you know, as far as me and Chris are concerned, we really don't care what people think. Um, We don't care if you like us or you hate us. Um, We're not going to try to pump everything up, and we're not going to try to parade the gospel around so it's more pleasing to you. Um, But we're going to speak the truth in love and let the Holy Spirit be the one who convinces people's hearts of what what's the truth of the gospel and um our only job is to proclaim it and to intercede for the nations so um we'll take our last break and when we come back we will have um chris on the line so stay with us
God, we're back, and this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and once again, just picking up the second half of the broadcast, and just thankful that we have Sean Holmberg uh, in the studio tonight, just sharing his heart, and I had our friend Anthony on the line, just sharing his heart, and uh, different people listening up her requests. I noticed we've got the chat room pretty filled up tonight. A few, handful of guests and Rosemary, uh, Sirius, uh, a couple other people in and out of there tonight. Praise the Lord. So, well, God bless you guys. Um, looks like we've got some urgent prayer requests, so we want to definitely do that. Uh, just in case if you just tuned in or you're not sure what the process is around here, if you need prayer or want to call in or email in or chat room in, send your prayer request because we love to pray for people and with people here at Prayer International Radio. And so the number is 619-638-8458. And the website is www.prayerinternational.org. You can always email us. Uh, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And that's one of the ways to get your prayer request in as well as the chat room. We've got a 1-800 number, uh, 1-800-701-2785. It's posted up on the website as well. Well, praise the Lord. Why don't we go uh, before the Lord and just lift up a few of these prayer requests and just ask God for his will. You know, when we transition like this and shift gears, you know, we never know which way we're going to go. And... I was really feeling like we needed to just go after the prayer request tonight. And Sean informed me. Sean informed me that uh, we had a lot of prayer requests coming in. So uh, we're definitely going to lift those up. And uh, so hang on. Let me take a look at the prayer request, and then we will kick it into prayer here. All right, praise God. Well, it looks like we've got some different prayer requests uh, that come in. And we've got a prayer request for Jeremy. So we want to lift up Jeremy tonight and just ask uh, the will of God be done and the kingdom of God come into his life. We just pray that the Lord would touch his needs. I'm not sure what he's going through. If you guys want to give me more details, we'll definitely... uh, Lift up some more details for him So just want to lift up Jeremy And ask God's will be done and his kingdom come uh, Looks like Rosemary for Jesus uh, Just was released from the hospital 
And I guess you've been going through some uh, seizures. And so we want to definitely lift that up. And so, well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to lift up Sister Rosemary. And Rosemary, we just ask you, just place your hand on your body, you know, and as an act of faith. There's nothing mystical. There's nothing magical about that. But the reason we ask you to do that is a point of contact. It's a point of faith. We believe that God healed. You know, he says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That if two or more of us are gathered in Jesus' name and agree, and they touch anything, it shall be done. And, you know, we believe that Jesus is a healing Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Rosemary, I just want to say this one thing. You know, God said this. He said, healing is the children's bread. And you're a child of the Most High God. And his plan for you, his covenant for you, his blood covenant for you was healing and wholeness that you would lack nothing, that you would not be sick, that no plague would come near your dwelling. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up in agreement, Sean and I and and my wife Tracy and Rebecca, all of us are praying for you. And right now, we just want to lift you up in agreement with those that are praying around and on the air. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that the Holy Spirit would just touch your body, that you would be made whole. We speak to your brain chemistry, we speak to the uh, electromagnetic uh, part of your brain, and we just declare in the name of Jesus that you are whole. No more seizures. No more seizures in Jesus' name. No more attacks to the enemy. The Bible says no weapon formed or fashioned against you will prosper. No weapon formed or fashioned against you will prevail. So we declare no more in Jesus' name. We speak healing and wholeness. Pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would begin to apprehend you and make you whole in Jesus' name. So we're going to continue to pray for you, sister, and just want to hear as as you get some good reports, please let us know. And that goes for any of you out there that are praying and believing for God to touch you and your bodies or touch your family members or touch your friends. Or just do something miraculous in your life. You know, let us know your prayer request. Let us know what we can pray for you about. Let us know what we can do for you. And if God is touching you, if God's answering prayers, if God's doing things in your midst, let us know so that we can be encouraged and that other people's faith can be lifted up and other people can be encouraged as well. Because we want to know what's going on. And we just want you to keep us posted in in those things. So let us know. Again, 619-638-8458 is the call-in number. And we will continue to pray as prayer requests come in. Praise God. So right now we just also want to pray for Sirius. Ah, gotcha. You know what? Sorry. Jeremy's having the seizures. I can't wait. <laughs> Praise God. Well, Father, we just covered Jeremy right now, and we just pray, Lord, that you would just touch him in his body, that you would make him whole in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just cover him as well. And, everybody, if you're praying for Jeremy, apparently it's Jeremy's the one that's having the seizures. And so I apologize. I licked... Uh, 
<laughs> I got you. Okay, I'm sorry that I, I looked at it wrong. So God bless you guys for praying for Jeremy. We're lifting up Jeremy, and they're doing a brain study. He's in the ministry. He's the one that's having seizures. He needs a touch from God. Well, Father, we just pray for your servant Jeremy right now. We just pray that you touch him in his body, touch him in his brain, make him whole. We declare, Lord, that your healing covenant speaks for him as well. And, Father, this is a man of God. You said how beautiful are the feet of them that preach good news. We are just declaring as he begins to go forward in the power of the word of the Lord, as he declares the word of the Lord, Father, that you're going to confirm that word with sons following, that you're going to touch not only the people he's ministering to, but you're going to touch him and his body as well. We just bless him. And we pray for Sirius. We pray for those that have uh, blog talk radio ministries. I know Sirius is on there tonight, and, and we've had some different people that either co-host or host and, and work uh, in ministry. And so we just want to lift up everybody that's, that's in that situation. Alright, so I don't know where uh, our sound lost. Uh, I guess we're having all kinds of issues tonight. I tell you what, I'm going to go into a time of worship, and then we're going to pull it back together as soon as uh, we know we've got our sound back. I don't know what happened there. I think maybe I hit a mute button on the switchboard. So praise God. Look, this is Prayer International Radio. If you need to call in, we're at 619 I'm going to shift gears. I think I hit a new button. So we're going to go into a time of worship. But I'm going to go uh, kind of back into prayer and just pick it back up. And so praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Alright, praise God, this is Prayer International Radio, and we're back. Just giving some time to worship the Lord and kind of get refocused here. So I'm not sure where we muted or where the broadcast dropped off, but we're going to go ahead and just go forward. Sounds like the uh, prayer request was for Jeremy and not for Rosemarie, so we just want to cover him, continue to pray. We were praying for him. I don't want to keep going back through that. Uh, but continue to pray for him. Uh, he needs a miracle in his brain so he will not have seizures. He's a child of God. He's a minister, and we believe that the Lord is healing him. So continue to believe for God's will to be done. All right, praise God. Okay. You know, we're talking about our calling God, serving him, and... Just so thankful to have you guys. Hey, Deb Dell is back. I just got back on the switchboard. God bless you, sister. And Rosemary and Sirius, uh, it's good to see. Uh, just faithful. You know, when we're gathered together, we got our brother Anthony listening in on the line. And, of course, we have a few other people that are calling and listening, too. So that's so great. Hey, look, uh you know, I just really want to continue in the flow of hearing his voice, talking about hearing the voice of God. And in order to do that, we've really got to get to a place where we get rid of the distractions, get rid of the clutter, begin to move the things out of our lives that take our focus and take our minds off of him. See, the Bible says, He who keeps his mind on me, he who keeps his mind on me, I'll keep him in perfect peace. It also tells you to set your mind on things above and cast down vain imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And when we begin to seek and pursue the things of God, we've got to take our minds, see, we're, we're constantly competing with the world. The world the busyness of the world, the things in it, constantly trying to bide for our attention, bide for our time, fill up our mind space, get in our ears and in our hearing, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. You see, once you begin to meditate on what you begin to hear over and over and over, what gets inside of you, what, what's in front of you, think about this, what's in front of you or what's before you, eventually will get inside of you. See, what you look at eventually will be killed in your heart. What you set your mind on, what you set your ears on, what you set your eyes on, your your mind, whatever you're setting on of yourself, your ears, your eyes, your mind, doorways into your spirit. Doorways into the purposes of God. And either the enemy comes in through those entrances in your life, through the mind, through the eyes, through the ears, through what you watch on TV or hear on the radio or hear in a conversation or see around you or how you were raised. You see, everything that you experience through the senses, you also have spiritual senses that open up 
the realms of the spirit. And that's how the enemy comes in. But that's also how God comes in. See, he says, watch and see the prophet in the book. In the Old Testament, he said, I will watch and see, Zechariah, I will watch and see what the Lord will say unto me. I will watch and see what the Lord will say unto me. You see, there was a looking, there was a seeing. Isaiah in the sixth chapter said that I saw the Lord high and lifted up. I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train. In the New Testament, we're told to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus constantly said things like, Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Though he told the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you have eyes, but you see not. So we know that they were talking about a physical thing. There was a spiritual thing. In the book of Proverbs, the Lord says, The seeing eye and the hearing ear, the Lord has made them both. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. So we know there's a spiritual ear. And your spiritual ears not only hear God's voice, but the voice of the Holy Spirit, but also your voice, also the enemy's voice, strange voices, maybe other spirits speaking into the situation. That's why we always have to test the spirit and make sure that what we're hearing and what we're seeing and what we're meditating on, what we're setting our minds on are the things above. Are the throne things, are the heavenly things, are godly things, are biblical, proportionate things that lead us into true Holy Spirit encounters and not a counterfeit. See, there's encounters where you're going to counter God or encounter the the devil wants to counterfeit and dig you so that you don't encounter the genuine. Even Isaac, although he was the son of promise, had to contend with an Ishmael who was the son producer of the flesh because man, their father Abraham, tried to do things his way instead of thus saith the Lord and waiting upon God. See, a lot of times we jump ahead of God and we try to do things in our own flesh. When we try to do things in our own flesh, next thing you know, it's constraining or contending or complicating the things of the Spirit. See, the, the things in the flesh are contrary to the things of the Spirit. The things of the flesh are enmity with God. They're enmity with the Holy Spirit. They're enmity with the Word of God. And that's why it's so important to get out of the flesh, get out of the carnal mindset, get out of the worldly mindset, the selfish mindset, the man's wisdom mindset, and begin to set your mind on things above. Begin to seek to know what God wants to do in a situation. Because, see, we will react. I, I react. 
sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me or my my own wisdom or my own rationale or my own understanding. And next thing you know, I react and I'm going down a completely different course than the way the Lord would have me go. But see, it's those times when I lean not on my own understanding. But in all my ways, I acknowledge Him. In other words, I call Him to Him, I ask Him, I seek and I cry of Him, and He will break my path. See, the entrance of His Word gives light. And God's Word is clear, and it brings insight to life. See, from the end of the the heart, the man speaks. You got to remember, uh, we have to guard our heart. Jesus said, for out of the heart flows the issues of life. Well, that's where God's word is. That's where God's kingdom is. And sometimes that's hard for us to understand. But the kingdom of God is within us. Every drift and every match as the kingdom of God is that other dimension, that other realm that we speak of. Jesus himself, the eternity, eternal life is the Father. The kingdom is within you. He constantly said things like, God doesn't dwell in temples that is human hands. He dwells in his people. He said that in the book of John, First John, you don't need a man to teach you. The Holy Spirit that abides, the anointing, the unction that abides, he will teach you and lead you in all things. The Holy Spirit's the comforter supposed to remind us of all things that Jesus said. We're writing the messages from the Father. And so, see, we understand here that God's speaking. God's showing, see. He says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions. So God tells you right there, you're going to have visionaries, and you're going to have dreamers, but that's the way God communicates his plans to his people, through visions and dreams and inspirations and unctions and feelings and uh, gut feelings and conscience. Sometimes we try to mystify it and super spiritualize it. And it's so simple. God wants to live in the hearts of his people by the Holy Spirit and wants to speak to people and lead them in their destiny. If they begin to listen to the still small voice on the inside, instead of looking for the spectacular word from some man or some woman on the outside, and I'm not telling you not to fellowship and not to, you know, teach and train and study and not to sit under anointed men and women of God but to speak truth. But make sure that the men and women you sit under or subject yourself to or submit yourself to or submit your hearing to. Make sure they're declaring what's in the Word of God. And they're declaring for this time in this season, or maybe in the heart of God, for people who are seeking Him, for people that are looking for Him, 
The God rewards those that diligently seek him. You know that? But see, when you come to him, you've got to believe that he is. When you come to him, you've got to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith works by love, so if you don't have a love for God, if you don't understand God's love for you, if the Holy Spirit hasn't shed abroad the love of God in your heart, if the Holy Spirit hasn't drawn you to the love of the Father, we, we, we love him because he first loved us. He drew us to himself. He says, as a hen gathers her chicks, I've gathered my people under my wings and pulled them to my side. Why is that? Since when John the Beloved, the disciple, lay his head at Jesus' breast, he was right there at the very heartbeat, the heartbeat of God, the heartbeat of Jesus. The very heartbeat of Jesus. And if you're going to get to know the heart of God, see the, the Spirit of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord, I'm seeing for teaching, perhaps they're fully yours. Gotta be still and know Him, know that still small voice. Like I used to say, and it's funny, I see it in the chat room now, that does is about the whisper. But I used to pray that for people that they had not even missed the, the faintest whisper. I used to pray that for myself. Still do. But many times, that's been my prayer. It is. Father, don't let me miss your faintest whisper. Stick my ear so close to your lips, so close to your mouth, so close to your heart. And I know your heartbeat. And for those that are speaking to you, Father, let them know your heart. Let them hear your whispers. Let them feel your heartbeat. Let them get in step and in rhythm and in line with what you're speaking and feeling and saying and doing. Jesus' prayer is that he would become one with the Father and the Father would be one with him and that those that were his, the saints of God, would become one with him and one with the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we need to remember God does do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. He does do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in us. Jesus said, I've given you all power. Or either he has or he hasn't. He says, I'm going away, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he'll dwell in you. I'm not leaving you, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. The Holy Spirit, the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of truth, the spirit of might. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Spirit of the truth. Which the world cannot see. Because they know him not. But if you know him, if you know Christ as your Messiah, if you know Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, if he's the one that's the master of your destiny, if he's the one that you're allowing his spirit and his heart and his voice to speak to you and lead you and guide you in his love, in his word, in his will, 
You know, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he has no sorrow to it. If you keep your mind on him, he keep you in perfect peace. And it does. It doesn't. It's hard to understand it. Why in the midst of a storm can you run to God when you're fretting and freaking out? When you're flipping out and you need some peace, and you can't get to the value or the Xanax or get to the, the psychologist or the psychiatrist quick enough to get rid of the anxiety. Believe it or not, we're in the nation that here in America and probably all over the world where people are turning to pills and pharmaceuticals, doctor-prescribed medications, lifelong medications, because of anxieties and fears and traumas. When if the Prince of Peace and the Spirit of God would take full control of their lives and they would repent of their sin and allow God to come in, many of those things could just be corrected through prayer and holy living and a clean conscience and being filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit. I know in my life that's the case. The seasons in my life when I would not be led or filled with the Spirit were the seasons in my life where I suffered greatly. The seasons in my life where I allowed God to have His way. Although I may have hit some hardships or trials or temptations, situations and circumstances. Listen, we all go through stuff. We all go through stuff. Jesus said, when you walk through the water, through the river, through the flood, it will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. Why would he say it like that? Sometimes we have to go through things. But God doesn't leave us in it. He brings us through it. If you'll allow him to lead you and guide you, he's the good shepherd. It says he's made paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He'll spread a banqueting table in the presence of your enemies. He'll lead you beside still waters and green pastures. And he'll anoint your head with oil in the presence of your enemies. And your cup will be running over. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life if he's your shepherd. And you might say, well, that's not always the case in my life. I've had a lot of hardship, and I've seen a lot of negative, a lot of circumstances, a lot of junk. Listen, we all go through stuff. But if you want to go through your stuff alone and walk it out without a God, walk it out without a Savior, figure it out with your own wisdom and your own strength and your own agendas and your own abilities, well, you have that choice. But listen, if you're in God's world, just let's just say, just for a moment, let's think this way. Of course, I think this way all the time, but just, just get on my page for a moment. If you're living in God's world, and God knows the end from the beginning, and he knows what's around your next corner, don't you want him leading you and guiding you around that corner? 
leading you and guiding you down the path into your next season, into your next season, from one season to the next, in the blessing and the leading and the wisdom and the protection of God, that this is his world. And so I believe it is his world, and I believe without God, you can do nothing. But with him, all things are possible, with faith, with obedience, with trust and love towards God, from God. So this is Prayer International Radio. We're going to take a small break, and then we're going to wrap it up tonight. If you need to call in, 
been at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scripture. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like really when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. And this is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the 